Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with Coach Red, where we bring you all the news from the Pacific North Fresh, from the good to the bad to the Mariners. The Mariners. Oh, the Mariners. Well, from the day this podcast is released, it will be the one week eve of the start of the NFL draft. And the Seahawks came out of there with nine new selections. And this is like my favorite holiday of the year, the NFL draft. I take it off every year, Thursday and Friday, and amp up for it. And, you know, love the draft. And if you love to follow people on social media, you can follow me, your boy, Coach Red. Find me on Twitter at the real Coach Red, on Instagram at the real underscore Coach Red. Lefty, where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Lefty France, on Instagram at dfrance13. You can also follow the pod while you're at it at Coach Red Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follows, follows, follows. Do it, do it, do it. All right, so we're going to dive into this post-draft world. And before we start, what do you know about the Seahawks really not reaching for anyone and getting good value? It, it's an odd thing here. Very odd. I knew all the players the Seahawks drafted, except for their final pick in Derek Young. Yeah, I didn't know who that guy was. But everyone else I knew about and our guys, I mean, you and I had done a few mock drafts and we were planning on doing mock draft episode last week, but we had some technical difficulties with the internet not working. But I think that we would have had a fair, like a good chunk of these guys going to the Seahawks. And this is not something that you see every year from the Seahawks because they always go a little bit out of left field. So it was nice to see. You look at this draft, you filled holes, you filled large holes, needed spots, high upside guys, developmental guys, guys that fit on this team. Yep. Needed. Very needed. I, I was very impressed with our draft this year. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to break it down pick by pick. We're going to tell you where the player was drafted. And then I'm going to go to the big board from guys that I follow year round over at the draft network and look at their consensus board on where they had these prospects rated. And then we'll tell you the difference and we'll tell you how they kind of fit what, what we expect their role to be and how they slot in on the Seahawks team. So let's go to the first round at pick nine. Um, CL Seahawks select Charles Cross offensive tackle out of Mississippi state. On the draft networks, big board, they had him at 16 overall. So it was a reach of seven spots, which isn't much in the first round. He's also was in Mississippi State's passing um, air raid offense where he's used to dropping back and pass protection, which was an area where I felt like we were kind of struggling at. So. And he is a guy that I believe he gave up one sack on 690 pass rush snaps last year. Jeez. Some of yeah. his best games were against Alabama in his mind. And this is a guy that 
coached by Mike Leach in that air raid offense. He was described as a dancing bear. He's got, he's the best pass blocker in the NFL draft this year by Mm -hmm. any pundit that you talk to. He's great at mirroring. He's good at cutting off angles. His run blocking is something that leaves you to be desired because in a Mike Leach offense, you're not getting your traditional hand in the dirt moving forward. He said he loves it. He's passionate about it, but we'll see how that plays out for the Seahawks. But I think as we sit here today, I think you write it in pen. This is your starting left tackle for the next five years. A hundred percent. And to get that big nine, like you don't draft the last time, the last time we drafted in the top 10, we drafted Russell Okung out of Oklahoma State. Yep. And he, he had a pretty all right career. Yeah. Yeah. Scott. He he was he was decent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Not 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 the worst, not the best. No. All right. Now we're gonna go to round two, pick 40. Um the Seahawks select edge rusher out of Minnesota, Boye Mafe. Mm-hmm. And for the draft network, they had him slotted at 38 on their big four. So it's a value of two. For that. Great. Yeah. So Boye Mafe comes in. He is probably in that tier two of edge rushers. You had some guys at the top that got drafted, you know, extremely high. And one guy that slid. You look at Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, Kevin Thibodeau, and Jermaine Johnson that were kind of the toast of the town. Jermaine Johnson slipping was a pretty big slide for me. Wasn't expecting that. And then that second tier was like George Karloftis and Boye Mafe. And snagging him up, you know, eight picks into the second round. Yeah. This is a guy that's a little bit raw, but his motor, his angles, his bend are huge. Like the upside on this guy is bananas. He four five three forty like that's pretty quick. He's gonna play that linebacker. He's gonna play that rush linebacker yeah. role for you. So he's gonna slot into a rotational role with Daryl Taylor, Chinya Nwosu, and it's gonna be Boye Mafe. So you're gonna you've got a pretty young pass rush group, which is something the Seahawks is a vast difference from last year, where you had the likes of Vince Mayo, Kerry Hyder. Um, Carlos Dunlap, those are yep. no spring chickens. No, no spring chickens at all. All right, okay. let's go to our next pick, which I would say in terms of this draft and draft position, this was probably the biggest hat, head scratcher on draft day. Uh, yeah. Picked at pick 41, it's Kenneth Walker, the third running back out of Michigan State. Uh, the draft network had him slotted as the 41st best prospect so right at value i don't hate the pick either i mean penny's had a lot of uh injury history and chris carson coming off neck injury or neck surgery it's it's really not a terrible pick um comfort for uh hawks fans with the running back position too and i'm pretty sure i watched him play against michigan and he had like six touchdowns like the guy can the college football team yeah college football playoff team yeah like the guy can score touchdowns and he's he's a strong back strong back for sure doesn't offer you much in the 
pass catching realm. I think yeah. in his in his time in college, he had 23 catches, so not much. But here's a question that I pose to people um, and why this pick makes sense. How many running backs are under contract for the Seattle Seahawks beyond the 2022 year? None. One. One penny. DJ Dallas. Oh, yeah, that's right. You said Dallas. Let's go. Yeah. So you've got Chris Carson, Rashard Penny, and Travis Homer, who all of their contracts are up at the end of this year. So in getting Kenneth Walker in the second round, that's a four-year deal. So you get a guy that can step in and be on this team for years to come. He's an early down back. And then if Chris Carson and Rashard Penny go off, you're only having to pay one of them mm-hmm. and you're able to roll with whoever does better in Kenneth Walker as your top two backs and then filling in with their down backs. Like DJ Dallas is competent and gives you good value in special teams along with Travis Homer and slots in as your third down back right now. But like you said, Kenneth Walker is big injury insurance as well. Mm-hmm. At one point, your two top backs going into a game where Alex Collins, who's no longer on this team, and DJ Dallas. And I think they were like the only two backs that were healthy on roster besides, you know, the fullback. Yeah, exactly. So head scratcher on the day, but the more I thought about it, the more and more I liked it. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. All right. In the third round, pick 72, you have Abraham Lucas, right tackle, Washington State uh, Draft Network had him slotted as the 77th best prospect, so it's a reach of five for them. I still like it. Um, our line was one of the the biggest needs that we needed in the draft, so to grab him, what five picks ahead of ahead of what uh, they had projected him at, I'll take it. Uh, going on the right side as well he's a big body too that will really help out with the Hawks offensive line for sure and he's fairly athletic you look at a guy he's he's bit on the right side I think that him and Jake Kern are going to battle it out in camp for that starting spot but another caveat that I brought up another guy another offensive lineman that was coached by Mike Leach from his yep. time at Washington State. So yep. you look at some of the air raid tackles in the past, like Andre Dillard out of Washington State and can cause pause for concern in the long run. But I think with the NFL adopting a lot more of the college offense gun spread, get the ball out quick, high volume, high passing offenses, I think that being able to pass block primarily is a big thing in today's NFL, no matter who you have behind center. So I think with Abe Lucas, you do get another highly athletic guy, a guy that wasn't traditionally a hand in dirt when he was in the air raid and then in the run and shoot. But he's a guy that is highly talented and should be competing for a starting spot in camp. I agree. Next pick, we're going to the fourth round, pick 109. You might have heard this name before, and his name is Kobe Bryant. Kobe uh, cornerback out of Cincinnati and the draft network had him slotted as the 98th best prospect. So it's a value of 11. Mm-hmm. We like what you, that. What do you like about Kobe Bryant is jumper or 
um, his name, his jumper, his shoes. Uh, <laughs> no, I think we also, another big piece that we needed was cornerback uh, and to grab him in the fourth at 109 was just a steal, honestly. Obviously, a lot of people wanted a sauce gardener, but to he he went earlier than nine, so they were able to snag a corner, and that being Kobe Bryant uh, in the fourth round, he could easily, I think, go in there and potentially start for the Hawks at corner. He's he's a great cornerback. Yeah, and if you look at it, this guy played opposite of Sauce Gardner, and I believe on first night of the draft when Sauce was selected, I believe Sauce was only thrown at 29 times last year. So, Cody Bryant was getting the lion's share of looks his way. I think in his college career, it was either seven or nine picks total for him in college. This guy won the award for the best DB in college football last year. Yeah. He his testing is not the charts. I think out of all the guys that we drafted in correspondent to their positions, he was the worst athlete of the bunch. But it's a little bit slower than you'd like to see, is a little bit smaller than you like to see. But the production's there and the football IQ is there. And this guy is going to be ready to work. He was a leader of that team at Cincinnati that made that run to the college football playoff and held his own very well against the receivers that were coming out of Alabama. So it's a pretty stacked wide receiver room and held his own right there. So Kobe Bryant, you know, an 11 spot steal for the Seattle Seahawks. We like it. All right, let's go to the fifth round pick 153 out of UTSA, a guy that we had talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. Tariq Wolin. A lot, a lot. All right. Huge body guy. 153 was where we drafted him. The draft network had him as the 53rd best prospect. So that is a value of a hundred spots. Jeez. Triple digits. Yeah. I mean, like what you were saying, he fell because he's raw. Yeah. He's raw in the cornerback position, but a big body corner guy played receiver knows a little bit about moves and routes and all that so i think if anyone was to get him the hawks is the best spot for him because they're i think that they're great at turning those types of guys into studs potential all famers you know (laughs) it's 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 i'm excited to see where uh woolen goes and um hopefully he performs for us and moves into that starting role at some point. Six, three, two, 15 on the poundage four, two, six, 40. Yeah, that's fast. 34 inch arms, six, seven wingspan. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. I told you this and I think we brought it up in the past. Someone tweeted out, you know, one of the evaluators after the combine said, if Pete Carroll made a cornerback in a lab, it would be Tariq Woolen. It would, his yeah. Intangibles. And I thought with the pick of Kobe Bryant that Tariq Woolen was going to be off the table, but 
Seahawks double dipped this entire draft. Mm-hmm. So them taking this guy like Tariq Woolen, I don't think that he starts at the beginning of this year. No. I don't even know if he starts at all this year, you know, barring any injuries. But this is a guy that is still raw and new to the position, only two years in, and at a smaller school in UTSA, where you can look at him, you look at so many of these corners that uh, Seahawks have brought up that were late-round picks that end up flourishing into big-time players, and it's teaching them their footwork and their systems on what they like to do here and with the multiple defenses that Clint Hurt's going to go. Having an athlete like this on the field and a guy that – I would say has good ball skills, but I heard that he got switched to cornerback because he couldn't catch the ball enough. So one of the problems, stuff to stick a wide out if you're not catching the ball, but yeah, it's a guy where you can get the hand up like a Richard Sherm, create deflections, get the ball in the air, let your guys around you work. And he's going to get some picks in the league. It's guaranteed with, yeah. with the intangibles that he has with speed and knack for getting after the football. This is a guy that is a project for them that should pay off in the future definitely all right going to pick 158 five picks later you've got Tariq smith edge out of the ohio state the draft network had him slotted as the 97th best prospect so that's a value of 61 spots yeah (laughs) that's great um he's a little smaller for the outside guy but more like he, as an outside edge rusher yeah like, exactly like hand in the dirt defensive lineman. but yeah. he did that but I think I really like this pick as well I mean he's he's gritty and wants to just beat people up you know so I think that he could be like um uh, special teams type guy for a while and potentially move into a a starting role at some point. But I think he could be a huge piece for, for our special teams. I think as you go along, you can look at him as kind of like a Rasheem Green progression. Rasheem Green didn't do much his rookie year, but improved every single year. With Tariq Smith, he played at Ohio State. I mean, you have some guys consistently in there that can go get the quarterback and I think last year he led the NCAA with 17 quarterback pressures his sack numbers weren't necessarily the highest I'd like to see that finishing ability increase but getting the quarterback off his spot is something that he excels in and with the speed that you're starting to see this team build you know Boye Mafe, Chinny Nwosu, Daryl Taylor you know these guys have some speed yeah. Jordan Taylor or not Yo. Jordan Taylor, Jordan Brooks. You know, those guys can fly, you know, get these quarterbacks flushed and let's go finish the let's go finish the job. Like you said, yeah, could potentially work his way into a rotational piece, but I think that he'll make his money early on in the special teams. Yep. All right. Going to pick 229 in the seventh round. We've got Bo Melton, wide receiver out of Rutgers. And the draft network had him slotted as the 214th best prospect. So a value of 15 spots. Like it. A smaller guy, but still fast and slot guy. Yep. Fast slot guy. And it kind of 
secures us, makes us feel a little better that they're working on a deal with DK, uh, not going for a bigger guy like like that. Um, and that they're confident in, in D. Eskridge, really. Uh, hopefully, D. Eskridge can have a better year, stay healthy this next year. But I like Bo Melton, and I think he could really help us out in the slot. And Bo Melton, you know, last year didn't have the touches in production that you necessarily like to see. But he's a guy that factors in on special teams and more so in the return game. I saw a few highlights of him where he takes one to the house on a punt return or a kick return. I think they did like a a gadget play where they toss it across the field to him. He gets mm-hmm. upfield, beats a couple guys, and then cuts it all the way back across the grain and takes it into the end zone. So this is a guy that has some missability when people are trying to get after him. And it does give you a little bit more depth at that slot game because you have D. Eskridge, you have Tyler Lockett that can go inside as needed. You know, Freddie Swain can do that a little bit as well. But bringing in a Bo Melton is a guy that, might not get a ton of play, especially early in his career, but should be able to make his mark on the special teams. Yep. Hopefully he houses a few punts. I wouldn't, wouldn't mind that at all. No. All right, next guy we're going to look at, Derek Young, wide receiver out of, I think it's Lynn Rhyme is the name of the school. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Uh, was picked at slot 233. Uh, the draft network did not have him as a rated guy. And I think the reason they didn't have him rated because there's not a whole lot of tape on him. Yeah. He's at a smaller school in the last two years because at the smaller schools, they canceled the year during uh, 2020 for the COVID breakout. And then he got injured last year. So you're looking at a guy who has played less than nine games in the last two years, but this is a guy that, does have some good physical traits. Six, three, six, three, two, 225. I thought it was 225. Six, three, 220. Ran a four, four, 40. And was invited to the East West Shrine game. And he's a guy that, that Lynn Rhyme offense was a little gadgety and they were running fly sweeps. Sometimes they were running double wings. So you can, didn't have a ton of catches in that program or even in high school. I looked him up a little bit more. But this is a guy that, is very physical and has some tools for you and can kind of be a gadget player guy that they are rumored the Seahawks at least to try to be making a play for Debo Samuel. And this is a guy that can potentially fill that uh, wide back wide receiver running back role for this team down the road. Do I think he makes the team out of camp? I coin flip it for me, but I think this is a guy that you stash on your practice squad and bring up as the year progresses, and you can manufacture some touches for him as the year goes along because of his skill set. You know, good 40 time. You know, 4 4 is not, not, not blazing, but it's still pretty darn good for a wideout. Yeah, it's pretty fast. If he's a guy that you can run screen games and have, you know, a tenacious blocker like Tyler Lockett in front of him and a mammoth of a man like DK out there on the outside. <laughs> yeah. This guy's going to find and slip, break some tackles, and make some plays for you in the long run. Yes, sir. I'm excited with this draft. I'm more excited about the Seahawks after this draft than I was before. Remember when we had, like, yeah. let's blow it up episode and everyone was yeah. just, their mind was when Russell Wilson was traded? I said, take a breath. They've got a vision. 
there's a way to do it. And you look at it, they went those positions that you like to see. Look at a team like the 49ers. The 49ers, I would say Jimmy Garoppolo is an above average game manager at best. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance, raw is all get out. Their running back room, Elijah Mitchell was a fifth round pick. You know, Trey Sermon didn't play. Raheem Mostert banged up. So you look, they've got Debo Samuel, they had Kittle, and their defense played really well. Okay. They've got a great offensive line. What do you do? You go beef up on the offensive line. You go get guys that can go get the quarterback. You help your secondary. And then you take a couple swings on some guys that can factor in to certain styles of your offense with the running, with the wide receivers. And then you go get a guy that not only won the, I think it, there's two different awards. There's like the offensive player of the year and the running back, the Doak Walker and the Walter Camp award. Uh-huh. And Kenneth Walker won a boat. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he does for us. Want P- want Penny and uh, Carson to be healthy, but feel comfortable with him. Three headed yeah. monster. Exactly. I mean, look Let at what, I mean, I hate to bring it back, but look at the 49ers. They had they had games and times when their guys were getting banged up, or even when they were healthy, uh, where you're sitting there looking at them having two guys eclipse 100 yards in a game yeah you can feasibly do that you can find touches and in a Pete Carroll offense you look at it's predicated on the run well you have three guys that have tools and traits that can open up passing lanes for you by establishing the run I don't Mm -hmm. care who's the quarterback whether it's going to be Drew Locke or Geno Smith having this run game is going to be dynamic because Geno Smith played well enough to win you games they just didn't win games during the stretch when he started, you know, the close yeah. games against the Saints and Pittsburgh. Steelers, yeah. But who are your running backs in those games? Chris Carson wasn't on the field. Rashard Penny mm-hmm. wasn't on the field. It was Travis Homer, DJ Dallas, and Alex Collins. Yeah. If you've got Rashard Penny, Kenneth Walker, and DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, and potentially Chris Carson on the field, I don't care who you're putting at quarterback. Your defense yeah. is improved in this draft. You went and made some plays to get some young pass rushers. You're changing up your scheme. You get Shelby Harris. This team is in a better spot as a whole, minus the quarterback position, than they were a year ago. Yep. And that's even with taking Bobby Wagner out of the equation, which shouldn't be discounted with the leadership and tackles that he's able to amass. Like we said, Cody Barton, you extrapolate his numbers. He's not too far off from the tackle side of it. Mm-mm. So... I'm stoked about this draft. I'm excited for mini camps to start rolling through, getting ready, start ramping up for the preseason that's coming in August and the season starting. In Ooh, baby. It's going to be a good one. And like Get we said, your popcorn. Like we said to our good friend, Denise, hey, you don't, the world's not going to crumble. Just wait. And just wait. When you needed the Seahawks to, have a draft that made sense they finally did it yep they did so pumped for the season it's gonna it's gonna be a fun one and it doesn't help like i was talking people like it doesn't help that you play in nfc west and you have to play arizona los angeles and the 49ers twice a year it also doesn't help that you have to play four games against the afc west where you're gonna play the chiefs the Raiders, the Chargers. 
and the Broncos. Yeah, all of them. So great. It hurts, but it yeah, does. like I said, I think that this team is on a path. Depending on what you get out of the quarterback play and how things click, and with injuries and all that, a team that could very well match their win total from last year, if not exceed it, especially if you get a full healthy season out of Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams, and some DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, your tight end room that we didn't even touch on. That's pretty darn good as well. This team is in a good spot to compete next year. That's for sure. That's going to do it for us on this episode. We enjoy you taking time out to listen. And if you want to interact, you know, hit us up on social media. Find me on Twitter at the real coach red on Instagram at the real underscore coach red. You can find me. Me. (laughs) Don't know what happened there. You can find me on Twitter at Lefty France on Instagram at D France 13, or you can follow the pod at coach red pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us, follow us, follow us. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Just gonna, mm. I was just going to let it sit for a minute longer. <laughs> oh, man. All right, as always, stay fresh. Stay fresh, peeps. Peace. Peace.